Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 320 for September 5th, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another one of your hosts, Trevor. And I am the other one of the hosts that's here. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, we, we were so close to not being awkward. So well, I did it because I we have to be. It was perfect. Oh, just there you are. I have to screw it up somehow. Hello. Uh, you know, we were almost not awkward then Kelly happened. Keeping it real for us. Thanks, Kelly. You're I'm the awkward. best. I'm awkward. You're not really awkward. I think uh, no, actually, I am really awkward. <laughs> Believe me. Oh, my gosh. This is Slamfire. You fit right in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You, you podcart good. <laughs> well, now that uh, now that the some of the awkwardness is out of the way, I guess we could uh, kind of get into the show. Let's do uh, that. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now they have the HK SFP9 for $8.99. So sweet. If you, uh, if you prefer Super a gun sweet. that you can put the, the bullets in the magazine facing the other way, this is the one to get. Because that's, you know, no? The one to get. Nothing. Nothing. Hey. Okay. Yep. Ah, oh, well, my failed uh, humor is uh, gone nowhere. Uh, Listen, Trevor, somebody's laughing at it. Someone, someone. No, I is, mean, we're okay. not, but and someone somewhere. I'm is. not. I'm not laughing at it. At least not. Which is point. unusual because mm-hmm. you're the king of laughing at your yeah, own jokes. Yes, yes. I think this has been established. We got the. I got this feedback from everyone. Uh huh. I acknowledge yeah. it. I make no change, but no, no, it. no change will be made. <laughs> Acknowledgement will be acknowledged. Yes. Yeah. I thank you for your feedback. You know where you can do with it. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, let's, uh, let's change things around tonight. Kelly, why don't you start first? Oh, great. By the way, I am podcasting from my hotel room in beautiful Ottawa. I was telling everybody, if you are here in Ottawa and you have a whiskey, let me know. Come and bring it to me. I need it right now. Kelly, uh, you what you wish for. I'm hoping that somebody will listen and show up. Really, though? Yeah, maybe not. Right? Because what if you know who's in town? Oh, you wouldn't be. No, I don't, he, I don't think I don't, they'd I don't let him fly. No, uh, no. <laughs> he's definitely on the fly list. Okay. <laughs> I'm just um, saying, still though, be careful what you wish for. That's true. I kind of wish. I I do wish for whiskey. You could wish for whiskey, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, what did I do in guns this week? I went to SFRC on Saturday. I just wanted to check in with them, see how they were doing. I hadn't been there for a while, but I also got to talk to Ryan. I was there for almost like, I don't know, two hours. And he was showing me everything that was being set up and being done for TACOM. It was really cool. He let me in on a few secrets that you're not allowed to actually know about until tomorrow. So, like, I'm in the know, Trevor, and you don't know this stuff. So, Can you spill it now? So now, now you feel like me for a what? What's I the know. point of? Come on, I thought you. I thought we we're we we're sharing secrets here. Yeah, we're yeah we're tight. Yeah. Who's going to know? Just us three. 
give me the whiskey and I might eh. no not until tomorrow I promise I will, I will blab for whiskey okay yeah I will blab for whiskey the other thing that you guys need to do is go onto our Facebook page and click on the link that I put over there. So it's a tight race between the Calgary Shooting Center and SFRC for TACCOM's favorite gun retailer. So go over there and, oh. and, and, and click on who? that. Vote for who, though? I know. You like, must feel yeah. very conflicted about this. I am. Like, well, remember okay. who butters your bread, Kelly. SFRC. <laughs> remember who butters our bread, Kelly. Okay. Calgary Shooting Center. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Uh, okay, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. Remember when we were talking about the uh, BCL 102 and it being... And it was being junk? No, Troy. No. Oh, the Troy one being junk, right. No, it being no. coming in. Yes. What about uh, so I did talk to Ryan about it. I said, give me the poop on it. So... It's pronounced scoop. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted the scoop on it. Oh, I want to poop on it. <laughs> Okay, so it's exactly what we thought it was. NEA and BCL had separated. We knew that. And NEA had property rights to basically everything about the BCL 102. So they sold it to Troy. Now, Ryan is going to be the importer he and distributor of it here in Canada. So he's basically... Um, he's bringing it in. They weren't bringing it in last weekend because of the long weekend. They didn't mm -hmm. want to pay any extra because when it's at the border, there's storage fees, especially if it's shut down. Of course. Obviously. Of course there is. So he said that uh, they were shipping this week and it should be arriving next week or they should be uh, arriving next week. So then it's going out. So it's he's going to be posting it probably next week. I think Wednesday he said, but... Anyway, so he said that's everything about it, and yeah, so I wanted to give everybody the update on that, because I, I really did actually go and see him and talk to him about it. What did else they did any? they do? Are they, well, is, is that the secret? Are they going to have some for TACOM? Did I read uh, the secret? No, that's not Can the I, secret. Okay, uh, let me randomly guess at a whole bunch of stuff, and you just like, You're give not, me a wink no. when I hit it. No? Mm, 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 mm. No? Okay. No. Okay. So the next thing... Is that, thing, it? Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Getting warmer. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. So I went to the range on Monday with Kelly Kincaid. She had she was working, so she couldn't bring her restricted. So we were trying to figure out if we wanted to do pistols and if we were if we wanted just twenty twos. She wanted to sight in her new rifle. She has a new twenty two uh, ten twenty two. Um, but because she was working, she didn't want to bring her restricted. So we just went and did some plinking with our twenty twos. Now. It was a learning experience because I had a look at her new rifle and it's fantastic. It's actually an, um, a Magpul. It's in a Magpul stock pink, by the way. And I had a look at the rifle and I just wanted her to shoot it and try and sight it in. She was not very comfortable at all. And I said to her, how's, how's your sight, your eye relief? And she's going, it's not very good. Like, it's just not working. I said, well... Come on over and have a look at my rifle. So she came over and I said, have a look at it. What's the difference between yours and mine? Because I also have the Magpul uh, stock as well. Not pink. And black because it's much better. And she had a look at it. And she goes, you have an extended rail. I said, yep, you're going to need one of those. Um, so she's going to go and get one of those too. Right, Trevor? You need extended rails on this. Um well, myself personally on my 1022, I don't. I did absolutely need it on my 597. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, now, my first ORPS match, 
or oh yeah, old Auburn Fire Precision Match. When I went prone for the first time with this rifle, I could have um, had the scope pushed forward, and I did have the room on the rail to push it forward. But since I wasn't going to move the scope right before shooting the match, what I did was, and this is the beauty of the mag pull. And if you look at the camera here, I have my 1022 in my hands, and it mm-hmm. sits in the Magpul chassis. Yep. The stock is adjustable. You can put spacers on the back to increase the length yep. of pull. So I got my hands on a couple extra spacers, threw yep. them into the stock, and that pulled my head back. It just it made the length of pull longer. It made so um, I was able to get my head farther behind the scope, and it it, it got rid it of the scope shadow. Yeah, it certainly right. did. So in a pinch, there's a little yeah. pro tip. Right. So that was one of the suggestions I had for her. I said, listen, do you have any more spacers? She said, no. I said, okay, well, I have my rifle here. We can put it on there. We can just make it basically adjust length of pull. Now, she is somebody who's a little bit smaller in stature, and she didn't really want to do that um, because... It's a the, temporary thing. It, You're going right. to make the rifle not fit in one way, but fit in another way. Correct. So... She's going to go and get, she's basically just going to get the extended rail and move her, um, well, it forward. I mean, look at this, Kelly. Look at the space between where my adjustment knobs are and my front rail. Yep. If I had to move my scope any further forward on this rail, I'd run you, out of rail. You wouldn't have gotten. You could right. do the two rings on the back trick. I would never, ever do that. That's I, you know what I would do? I would switch to see-through rings first and go full-on FUD. <laughs> something that ridiculous right. well i'm glad you uh you, you you told us how how you really feel about it oh yeah um see-through rings are for fuds yeah maybe you didn't know you were a fud maybe we could maybe we could um create a fud survey or a fud um assessment fud o meter meter are you a fud Answer the following survey questions, and you either come up with a picture of Elmer Fudd or not, right? I One like of the questions I would do is definitely really poorly on that. I think I would, like for for a lot of the stuff I've done has been absolutely horrible, horrible. No, should, no, 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 Adriel, please don't confuse Fudd with Bubba. That, mm. That's a different syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay, now a lot of people do Bubba things and think they're fuddish. They're not fuddish, they're Bubbaed. So it's a different thing that we can talk about another time. Correct. That's true. So one of the things that I also noticed was I like to loan out my rifle. And when somebody who's shooting my rifle is somebody who's close to probably making a rifleman score, I will. I take it from them. What? I take it from them. No. What oh. I do is I give them the ammo that I know works best in my rifle. So I give them my ammo box and say, here, if you're shooting the MQT, use this ammo. So I, I haven't shot my rifle in a little bit, and I took out my ammo box. And in there is 9mm, I have 12 gauge, and then I have my Aguila um, and it's all in boxes. There's about 10 boxes in there. So I went to go and shoot my rifle and I'm going, there's hardly anything in this box. It's empty. So I threw it out and I went to the next box and there was only five cartridges in it. And then I went to the next box and it had like 10 and the next box had like seven. And I'm going, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> I ended up with one box of ammo, 50 <laughs> and 10 more in another box. And there was 10 boxes 
in the ammo box. I lost my <laughs> proverbial <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's the I have OCD with my ammo, and that just I just lost my my mind. I didn't know, so it didn't have a lot of ammo to shoot. So because I only had fifty plus the ten, so sixty rounds, that's not enough for me to shoot. But oh well. So if anybody borrows my ammo, or not ammo, my ammo box, and does that to me, I will. You're off the Christmas card. Yeah. Forget it. So that's one way to drive me insane. There's other ways too, but that's a big one. Throw some some duds (laughs) in with their ammo. No. (laughs) The other thing that I did was I packed for Meaford. I'm in Ottawa. I've been here for three, three days. Yeah. And so I was packing for Meaford every, so, which is great. I'm going to meet some great people there. I'm going tomorrow after I'm done here in Ottawa. So I'm going to go straight there. It's about six, six and a half hours drive. So it's going to be fantastic. And the other thing that I did was I made reservations at Ted's. Remember Ted's, the place I was telling you about with the crocodile and rattlesnake and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I, so we have a table at Ted's because I'm a forward thinker. So I contacted Barney and I contacted Dave and I contacted a couple other people who are going to like the staff that are working. I said, Hey guys, you guys want a table at Ted's? Cause I know if we're waiting until Saturday, we're not getting a table. So who wants to go? Everybody's going pick me, pick me. So I, I made the reservation tonight. So we got a table at Ted's. So it's going to be right. fun. All of us, all of us who are working at the, well, I don't know all of us, but a lot of us that are working at the uh, Steel Challenge are going to be able to have Ted's. I want to make sure that I get in there. I want meat. That's it. You want Ted's meat? Uh, sure. No, meat at Ted's. Yes. Sorry. If you've seen Ted, I don't know if you want his meat. But anyway. Understood. <laughs> but his his meat is really, really good. Just saying. And what else? Oh, the Gunny Girl calendar's progressing. Like, it's really good. We're going to have some fantastic ladies in, in the calendar this year. So sponsorship, it got released and it virtually sold out within a matter of hours. Like, oh, wow. Like, seriously. And there's some really, really good companies that are part of that. Hmm. Just most of them are all Canadian, too. So that's awesome. Well, I would think so, yeah. And, yeah. Well, there's some, you know, that are. But we have some great companies, some great girls, some great prizes for uh, the draw. So, in other words, you have to buy the calendar, and then you also have to register, register the, calendar. the calendar. I'm but, against all forms of registration. You know that. Oh, shush. <laughs> uh, but we also made the decision to up the number of calendars this year. So we're going. Well, last year we published a thousand of them, and we sold out like again. Within a couple of weeks, so we're doing 1,500 this year to see if we can sell it as well because there was such a demand for it last year. So, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. All right, Trevor, you're up. Alrighty. Um. Sorry, Larry. Oh. <sighs> I told him to call me, but I expected him to call me a long time ago. I'll text him. <laughs> uh, okay, so I went to. Um, Woodstock, where the um, 
provincials will be held next weekend to drop off some steel poppers that they're borrowing from my club. And did the match director, Daniel Budd was kind enough to put a match on, um, at the same time. And it wasn't a huge turnout. I think people are starting to get a little tired, a little burned out. Like our three gun was a flop. We canceled it because there was only 10 people registered and it's going to be like 40 millimeters of rain. Cause apparently there's a hurricane going through or something. But oh yeah. The hurricane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, there was two squads. So, you know, we, um, they weren't huge squads, but we still had two squads and we still had a lot of fun. I shot it in PCC. Not my best match in PCC. I'm not going to lie because I had been PCCing since SummerSlam and then shot the Ipsic Nova Scotia Provincials with my pistol. So I was a little rusty. I had one incredible stage. The videos on Instagram, I like burned it down. It was uh, two, four, six, eight, nine rounds from a box two layered paper targets, a steel popper in the middle, and then two more layered paper targets. And it was well under four seconds. It was, it was really, really nice. Yeah. Just burned it down. Well, I'd, I'd love to tell you, but the, um, Oh, we lost you there, Trevor. You're muted. Muted yourself. So Adriel, how you doing? (laughs) How about about now? (laughs) Hey, there we go. I I didn't even touch the mouse, so I don't know how I muted myself, but anyway, um, yeah, the, uh, match, the range officer wasn't holding the timer close enough, so it didn't pick up the shots. Ew. Oh, no. Yeah. So I ended up with two reshoots on it, actually. And the third reshoot, um, I don't know. I'd have to go look at the results. Ah, I saw some video of you shooting on Instagram, and they had that thing right on top of the gun. And I was yeah. like, why are they doing that? That's so weird. <laughs> and they had to after that. Yeah. Now, you know, so go watch the video. It's uh, pretty hilarious. I, I knew I burned it down, so I like spun right around and like looked at the arrow like a like a just waiting pig, you know, with bated breath to see what the time was. And everything got kind of quiet, and one of the other guys started laughing, and I like snatched the timer out of his hand and looked at him, and I hate you so much. Anyway, it was pretty good. I hit the go button all in a very humorous way, though none of it was serious. I, I hope they gave you an unsportsmanlike. They should have probably, but uh, they didn't. So, anyway, um, yeah, a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, and then I'm back to work again. So, I spent my Labor Day uh, working with Denis at the shop. We had the shop open, plus, we were doing gunsmithing stuff. So, that was a lot of fun. And then this followed me home my first Hawa rifle. So, Hawa's, what would, Adriel, would you say that Hawa's like a, a Weatherby clone? No, Weatherby no? uses. I, I am uh, 99% around. sure that uh, Weatherby's, uh, the Weatherby Vanguard is a Howa 1500. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, so if you're familiar with the Weatherby Vanguard, the, the rifle is literally, or is almost virtually identical. Um, this is a Howa 1500. Uh, it's chambered in 22250. It has a Hogue overlay stock. It's got a blind magazine that's up on the inside. You cannot detach it. And I put a Vortex um, Crossfire 2, 4 to 12 by 44 on it, EGW rail, one-piece rail. Um, didn't come with a rail of any kind, so I threw that on there with some quad lock rings. And um, I have absolutely no use or need for this rifle, but I didn't own a Hawa, and I didn't own a rifle in 22250. Never have. Never owned a, a Hawa and I've never owned a 22250. Uh, it's a one in 12 twist where a lot of 22250s are one in 14. So I'm excited about that because I can shoot some heavier bullets through it. Um, the action on the Hawa is 
not a Tika. How's that? Is that, is that fair? Between it, like Tika, Savage, and like uh, current day Remington, where would you put it? Um, somewhere between Savage and current day Remington. Maybe not as good as a Savage, but not as bad as a current day Remington. Very good. Now, yep. the price point on this rifle makes every feature it has value added. Okay. They're inexpensive. So, um, for, you know, uh, a rifle that's made in Japan, it's on par with the uh, Vanguard. It's got the Hogue stock. It's got an excellent trigger. There's no little plastic bits on the gun. The trigger guard is, is metal, you know. No um, mag, though, hey? If no you, detachable mag? Not on this one, but there are on other Hawas. Yeah. For example, um, if you buy a Hawa Mini Action, there's a couple of different combinations you can get. There's a uh, uh, Mini Action with a thin barrel that comes with two mags, a scope, and a case. Uh, mine has a heavy barrel, a scope, a bipod, and a case, but I think only one magazine, and they are uh, they are detachable. Some guys don't want a detachable magazine for hunting. Some guys too do. There's really two distinct schools of thoughts on that, where you'll never lose your magazine. Well, mm-hmm. that's, but uh, you can't load your rifle fast enough. Okay, well, you know what's more important to you? I just Not like losing. it for unloading and, and reloading. So, like at, at the at the start, like I don't like taking loaded guns into the house, so I unload at the end of the day. Of course, you're not supposed um, to. Yeah. In the morning, same thing. So I, I hunt twice per day. I'll go out in the morning. I'll sure. stop yeah. hunting around ten, eleven, kind of a thing, because the deer generally stop moving then, and I'll start up again in the evening. So there's two unloads at least. And now, if you yeah. travel, if you got to get into a truck or you got to cross like a major highway or something like that, well, now you got to unload again. So, um, yeah. for myself, that's, that's why I'd rather have a detachable mag. So at least most of the rounds just stay there, and they don't have to, you know. Unloading is fine because you open up the action, you eject around the chamber, and then you hit the magazine release here, and that opens the floor plate, and all your rounds come out. Mm-hmm. So unloading is quick. Loading is slow. Yeah. So it's not like you can jump out of your pickup truck, slam a mag in, and close the bolt. You got to put one round in and close the bolt, and then if you miss, you got to pump another round in and close the bolt. That's don't miss. With, Easy. Well, there's that right with a magazine. <laughs> you're riding around with the bolt open. You insert the mag. You close the bolt. You're ready to go. Yeah. And you got yeah. follow-up shots. You know. So yeah. there's pros and cons to both. Um, I'm indifferent. I don't. You know. Well, that's not true. I'm not indifferent. If I had my choice, I'd have a detachable magazine always. But I'm not put out by this. This is not a deterrent for me. This doesn't stop me from buying a rifle. So The nicer part um, about those floor plates as well, or the blind mags, is that they have a, the, the bottoms finished nicer. They don't have like a, a mag sticking out or yeah. cracks or any of that yep. other kind of breakup there. It's nice it's and smooth. Flush. Yeah. yeah, it's flush. It's smooth. It's got Hawa engraved on it. Well, so I don't know if that helps. Are you happy with your purchase? I am, Kelly. Good. Yep. Um, did, you, did you shoot uh, yet? The accuracy on those no. must be great. Well, the accuracy with it says right on the stock with premium factory ammo, they guarantee a sub MOA group of three shot group. Sweet. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, it is heavy though. It, heavy's it's not bad. No, heavy's not bad for a thirty out six. Yeah. But as a varmint rifle, I may move around more and make may carry it more. So it's it, it will uh, get heavier quicker than say some of my other rifles, um, especially my 17s, right, of course. Uh, but my Thompson Center Venture Predator has a 20 or 22-inch barrel, which is fluted. 
uh, it's it's a really nice lightweight rifle. I like it, but unfortunately, hmm. it's got a one in twelve twist rate on it, so I have a real hard time to to drive a fifty five grain bullet. Forty five grain jacket hollow points, the Winchester white box, love them. It's <laughs> the best ammo I've put through it so far. So, Sweet. But I did find one time that um, what was affecting the group was the bipod. I removed the bipod from the from the stock, and the group's tightened right up. The the bipod must have been, you know, it was a large bipod of nine to twelve, and the pressure that it was putting on the stock when I had the gun on the bench on sandbags was affecting the group. It was remarkably noticeable when I removed was, the, the bipod. Was the barrel like did the barrel have any contact patches with the stock? Was it not? It, was it was a very a very very tight free float on it? I don't think it's a tight free float. It's definitely definitely free floated. Um, I didn't look Adriel one with the bipod on to see mm-hmm. what was doing it. I just know that when I took the bipod off, the groups shrank. Shrank. You know, yeah, considerably. Mm. So, so yeah. So no, I haven't shot the Howie yet, but uh, soon, maybe as soon as Monday or Sunday. I don't know. We're going to go do some long range on Sunday, weather permitting, before trap starts after the. Uh, oh yeah. So. The three guns canceled, but the guys are like, so we're coming anyway. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so now we can drink two nights because we weren't going to drink much Friday night because we had to get up early on Saturday to go to the match. Now we'll go to the range whenever we damn well feel like it after bacon and eggs and coffee, right? So we can get a drink on Friday. We can get a drink on Saturday. Kelly's not like an approval. Yeah, you will. That's right. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> exactly. So, But you're going yeah. to the range. We're going to the range. Even though it might be 40 millimeters of rain. Yeah, we'll be in a building. We won't have to run around in stages, right? See? Absolutely. Everybody wins just, just the same. Yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. So. Yeah. Um, and then, so, uh, yeah, Adriel, you are uh, Richard. Richard. Adriel sends me a uh, scope, and I didn't think he had time for shenanigans, so he sends me a scope, and we all can imagine what other item may arrive in the post in a box that would be this general size and shape of such a box that a scope would come in. I'll let the, you know, you, you just imagine. Um, it's even easier to imagine that there's something horrific in the box when somebody writes on the outside, one 12 inch big gym. <laughs> and then I had to explain to my wife what that could possibly mean. That's how naive this lady is. I'm like, would you look what he wrote? She goes, I, what does I, that mean? I don't get it. Hey, can you please explain it to me? Because I'm naive as well. What does it mean? I will explain it to you off the air. I promise. <laughs> I'll even I'll even send you some pictures so that you no. can figure no? Okay. Some links to websites where you can purchase said big gym, perhaps. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Adriel, uh, for making my postal worker think that I am a sicko. Your postal worker, he must think that you're... Because you get stuff like that all the time, don't you? Too often. Yeah. I say too often, yeah. Because yeah. your friends like to make... Friends. Yeah, my, yes. my friends, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Adriel. Big Jim. What what have you been up to? Uh, let's see. I got some clips for my M1 Garand. Uh, Northern Republic had some... They had some for two thirty, two bucks, 30 cents. So I got like 10 of them. And those came in and they fit. I guess cool. <laughs> they work. They're they're they work. they're in block clips. They're fine. Uh, what else I get? 
uh, in the same shipment, I got some mags for a 1022, and I had borrowed a 1022 from my buddy Will just for a review. He had like a very stock 1022. I'm like, hey, can I borrow that? I need to do a like a, a a review on one of those. I'm doing all my videos, redoing them in 4K and that kind of thing. And I borrowed it, and I'm like, okay, how much did you pay for this thing? And I'm just gonna like send an EMT. <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> You're not getting it back, well. <laughs> no, it's not coming back. So that's uh, that's this guy. Just like just this bone stock 1022. Yep. Yep. And uh, I'm going to work. I'm going to work just fine. I do need yeah. to. I want to find out why it won't drop free the mags with the bolt closed like that. You have to kind of wiggle them out of there before they want to come out. But with If the, it's new, though, but if it's pulled back, it'll drop free. Boop. Yep. No problem. Huh. Yeah. So maybe maybe it just needs some abuse. Maybe it just needs some use and abuse because it's yep. uh, pretty minty. So yeah, maybe I just need to get some action into it. <clears throat> so yeah, I got that. How, how much has he fired through it? Nothing really. Nah. Nothing. Nah. No. Just yeah. there's no real wear on it, so I can't imagine it's had yeah. very much of, of anything through it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think like guns will go for a long time. Guns will go like tens or hundreds of thousands of rounds and i think like a typical user of a firearm probably shoots like what 50 rounds through it maybe for a 22 maybe a couple of hundred that's really? it yeah like i don't i don't think a lot of people put like thousands and thousands of rounds through their firearms okay you disagree you can disagree this is a well, show. this is, uh, this is for entertainment saying, purposes only i don't have any I, stats i have some firearms that i've only put like maybe a thousand rounds through and then i have some that i've put a lot through but you are not a normal user I was none just of us are are you saying that i'm not normal what are you saying confirmed he's saying you're not normal yeah. no you're right you're 100 correct adriel yeah um the average firearms owner in this country doesn't shoot recreationally or competitively or uh like kelly um train it and have her rifle loaned out a whole bunch exactly <laughs> <laughs> they can see up your nose by the way mm -hmm. yeah big jim says hi by the way big, <laughs> big hi to jim all right christina says hi to big jim um yeah no so you're who's jim remember the box the scope box 112 inch big get get out of here just go away go google it Susan, go Google Big Jim and then order two. Uh, yeah, they they don't wear out their guns, Adriel. Guns are, are meant to take far more rounds than the average firearms owner puts through them. Mm -hmm. I got I literally have guns now that will go years without being shot. Yeah, but you have gazillions. And and they all and and they get neglected because I play a game and I play it pretty um yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I think most people, like, uh, a hunting rifle might get used uh, once a year and have, like, five rounds thrown through it. And a twenty two yep. for a lot of people might get used, like, a couple shots every few weeks to shoot a squirrel or something like that. And that, that might be yep. it, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. that's, that's why I think used, used guns are such a good deal because used guns are typically so low, low round count on them. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, even, not even close to being worn out on them. Yep. Sorry, Trevor, you are talking about... That gun there? Oh, yeah, this gun, which probably has 30,000 rounds on it. There you go. Or more. Just no, it's definitely got in. more than 30,000. It's easily got 50,000 because I'll shoot 
not not these last couple of years, but I used to shoot between eight and ten thousand a year, and this was my primary IPSA gun for three seasons. So your magwell looks pretty good for that much rounds through it. Yeah, well, I, I pretty nice. You know, I I do pretty flawless mag changes. Right? Oh, that's so. why. Yeah, you just gotta like nothing but net. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but net. That's right. Uh, okay, so ten twenty two. Yeah, got one of them. Uh, I finished a review on the Ruger PCC. And Ian actually asked me to mail it to Dave, so I'm going to mail it to Dave. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, I'm going to work on... I'm going to do a shootout with uh, electronic muffs, because I've got, like, uh, a couple pairs of them. And, you want uh, to try them all out? I, you know, the interesting thing, uh, I was looking up reviews, and very few of them record from inside the muff as to what you hear. And the thing is, I, I can do this. I can take a, a lav mic and throw it in there and put it on and I'm going to go out in the, in the woods and get a little bit of audio like that. I'm going to get some audio from inside because the big difference there, if, uh, if, if people, I didn't realize this, the difference in audio quality between these two is so far apart that they're practically completely different products. Um, okay, for the so, audio listeners, I've got a Walker yeah, Razor in one hand and I've got a uh, Peltor Tactical Sport in the other. The uh, the audio quality on the Walker Razor is uh, hot trash, and the audio quality on the Peltor Tactical Sport is uh, is fantastic. It's it's very Pretty easy good. to hear. It's very natural, right? So uh, I'm going to attempt to record what your ear will hear using a lav mic and uh, show that. The other thing I did, um, well, actually, I, I actually had my oldest uh, son do this, is um, record from in the earmuff with a fan blowing on it. And uh, there, the difference is pretty substantial as well. Some of them have, like, some fuzzy bits covering the mic, and the right. wind doesn't affect them that badly. And some of them... Some have a steel grate. Have a steel grate that does nothing to help with the wind. As soon as, like, any yeah. wind gets on there, it's like... It's like, it's terrible. And uh, so just don't go shoot in the outdoors, right? <laughs> right. Or, yeah, so or I'm in gonna, a hurricane. Uh, I'm also going to grab my right. buddies. Um, <laughs> Howard Lay, Impact Sport. Howard Lay, Howard Light. Light. Such a stupid the Impact name. Sports. Yeah, but the Impact Sports, although uncomfortable, have one of the best quality electronics. Well, for the better, price. Better quality electronics for the price. Yeah. 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 Now, for the price, one of the best. If you compare them to the Razor and the Caldwell, yeah, the they Razor are like really bad. The, yeah, they're like the Peltor next to the Razor. And I'm sorry, I I don't share your disdain for the Razor. I have a set of Razors, and I don't feel as bad strongly about them as you do. Well, I am going to put the audio right next to each other, so you can like listen yep. to them, like whatever. Yeah. Oh, would I do that? No, I'm not going to do that. I am going to. Uh, play back similar audio for all of them and then show the difference side by side by side so that you can tell the difference because uh, it's pretty big. Anyways, I'll, 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 I'll get to that. Uh, so how many do you have that you're doing uh, the difference? I'm going to do five. And they're covering all the they're covering all the standard ones. Standard, I think, that you'd look at. Uh, Walker Razor, Caldwell, um, the, um, the Peltors, the Impact Sport, and I've mm-hmm. got a sportier as well here. So Aside okay. from the sportier, those are like those are four super common uh, choices. Those are the ones that most people have. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I, I think that covers. Them, so. Ooh, yeah, you know the difference too. 
I mean, especially yep. when you put them next to each other. That's that's when you start hearing that difference in there. So I'll get to that. Um, and then this is nothing to do with uh, with guns, but on Saturday night I saw a Steve, which is a uh, uh, Northern Lights. That's like a super bright white purplish kind of a Northern Lights. I saw one of those Saturday night, and I saw a meteorite, which is pretty cool. Serious? Yeah. Did you go buy a lottery ticket? What What are you no. doing? Okay. What, what are you doing? It's a gun show. Yeah, sorry. Uh, just just a little bit, <laughs> okay, well, a little aside, next. a little aside. Enjoying the outdoors. Uh, also, you're nothing right. to do with guns. I'm going to go bow hunting because I did not realize I haven't checked the regs in uh, uh, well since last year. And apparently, in the in the place that I'm going hunting, dear season, it's already open. I could be bow hunting right now. I could have been bow hunting on the weekend. I just didn't know. I just checked huh. the regs to check like, uh, hey, is it is open the 15th or the 16th or it's like nope first. It's like okay, well, good to know. <laughs> now my my stand's all set up in a in a nice spot for it um which is fantastic i've got this oh i found this spot where i've got like th- like three deer trails all kind of converging in one spot and i f- like there's no good trees on the property but i found like a little crappy tree that'll kind of support a tree stand so stuck it to that guy and uh i chopped down a bunch of trees moved them all into where i need to and i'm going to bow a deer from that spot for sure you're gonna you're gonna bow a deer I am going to bow a deer. That is the colloquialism. Uh, that is uses. someone going to borrow you a bow? Someone is uh, going to borrow me a bow to bow a deer. A deer, a female borrow. deer. This has gone so far off track. <laughs> well, at Bring least he's talking about hunting. And if I can't bow a deer, I will uh, shoot one in the face. Please stop I'm, saying I'm, that. Come November. He's, he's, he's going to take pictures of the northern lights. That's what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do. I didn't bow a deer, but look at the Aurora Borealis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, why don't we go on to events? So the first one that we can do, since it's the start of the month, is to kind of highlight some of the different three-gun matches that are coming up here. Uh, first but one, not mine, <laughs> but not yours. Oh, I should. Uh, do I still have the calendar? Probably. Hey. Uh, nope. Nope. Right. I don't even have in the calendar. Look at that. Uh, it no, was kismet. You know it. They canceled it. It yeah. wasn't on the calendar. They That's they why, Kelly. That's, I know. That's That's no fault. Fault. Adriel, I was just going right? to say it's Adriel's fault because you know there's only ten people that signed up for it. Adriel, it's all your fault. It wasn't on the you calendar. Should have put it on the calendar. You run like this. You run. You basically you run three gun for Canada. Thanks I know. For nothing. <laughs> Thanks for the. You know what it is. Thank, mm-hmm. I know why you're not supporting us because you probably have a match the same day as ours. It's a conspiracy. Oh yeah, can't have, can't share. Don't want to no. share. Yeah. Thanks. Don't want to. Thanks for the support. Uh, well, if you were to take a look at a map of uh, of all the three gun events uh, across the country, there's a, a very strong like Alberta, BC thing going on. So North what? Northwest Three Guns got one uh, in the Terrace Rod and Gun Club September seventh. Uh, Mighty Peace. That might be the same one. No, it's not. Tumbler Ridge. Huh. Man, there's a bunch in like northern Alberta, and northern BC. Uh, also September seventh, Lakeland Three Guns running a, a match on September seventh. Val Cartier is running one of their matches September 7th. There's one in, in Quebec. Campbell River will be re, re, will be running one. Woo, there we go. In, in uh, September 7th as well. Uh, the Lethbridge Fish and Game will be having their three-gun match on the 8th. CDTSA will have it on the 8th. Three-gun Battle in the Badlands will be September 14th and 15th. That's a bigger three-gun nation. Uh, that's yeah. Everett's match. So Everett was uh, was just on here 
uh, for our three gun rules. Two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. by the way, I I was in Cape Breton and I listened to that episode. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. You guys did a bang up job. Those guests were spot on, and it was an, it was very, very interesting to listen to. Not dry at all. I learned some stuff. You guys did a great job. Yeah, I, le- I learned some. Uh... I learned some interesting things about rule sets that I wasn't aware of as well there, and I'm in it. So <laughs> that was uh, that was a really cool episode. Um, and there's a bunch more three gun matches. Go to threegun.ca and just check it out there. Uh, let's see here. October fifth to sixth is the Newfoundland Ipsic Provincials at St. John's Rod and Gun Club. Is a- I wish I was going. I was supposed to go. I was supposed to be the range really? master. Really? Yeah. Going? What no. happened? No. Well, what happened was. Um, it's not going to be a level three and they don't need a range master. That's right, the it's a level two. Yeah. yeah. So I think next year, hopefully that will happen. It'll be a level three. Hopefully I'll be asked again to be the range master and hopefully I will be able to attend. Why don't you just go shoot it? Because yeah. uh, I'm broke. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, you could volunteer to RO or something like that, right? They ain't going to put me on a plane to RO. They got ROs. They don't have range masters yet. It's in St. John's. It's, can't you just drive there? It's all in Atlantic Canada. Yeah, that's how it's it works. Yeah. Newfoundland. I'm just going to drive the drive the Newfoundland. Drive, you know, St. John and St. John's are not the same place. Yeah. You're blowing my mind. I don't even know this stuff. <laughs> I'm not. Really? No, shut up. I like the the first time I was in Atlantic Canada was two years ago for your match. Yeah, but you went to school. You've seen maps. <laughs> you know Newfoundland's another province all on its own, right? With Labrador up top. Yeah, yeah. There's some and that, there's some rocks and uh, some fish, fishing villages over there or something. Yeah. All right, Kelly, keep talking. Adriel, you're in like a five minute timeout. <laughs> Take over, Kelly. You're the new leader. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we all love Newfoundland. I would love to go there as well. Oh, it's but, so beautiful. And the people are so amazing. Yeah. Like Sean, who yep. sent us this stuff. Why don't you, if anybody's interested in signing up for that, I'll finish it off, by the way, because Adriel's on a timeout, apparently. A timeout. <laughs> so registration closes on September 29th. Go visit their Facebook page. You can sign. click on the link there. It's a practice score link, and you can sign up for it. So that's how you do it. And right, if you're a retailer and would like to sponsor the match, sponsor a stage, uh, email them at the contact information that we just provided. Uh, Denis just um, signed up as a stage sponsor. He is um, donating a $350 gift certificate towards a firearm refinishing job or Cerakote job. I can't remember if it's specifically Cerakote or any refinishing. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to mail it today, but I forgot it at the shop, but there's still time. Because it's you know it's all the same place, right, Adriel? So it'll get there, no problem. Yeah, yeah. The it's only well, like Canada Post. It's just only drive like it over there. Three hours away, isn't it? Yeah, they just drive it over there. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. it's a good solid. It's a solid six hours, Kelly. To St. John or St. John's? <laughs> well, to Adriel, it's all the same. <laughs> Somewhere it's like in Atlantic Canada. <laughs> no, St. John. Atlantic Canada. Yeah, Atlantic Canada's small, Kelly. Getting like, a boat, drive yeah. it over to the other place. A dory, getting a dory, go to Portobasque. You'll be there in like ten minutes. <laughs> Why not just swim? Right. Why not? I mean, sure, it's a little far, but what the hey? It's the ocean. It'd be fine. It's yeah, not cold it's... or anything. No, no, it's the Atlantic Ocean. It's plenty warm. Yeah. Yeah. Tell that to the Titanic people. Wait. <laughs> that was off the coast of Newfoundland, too, Adriel. There we go. I knew that. Damn Canadians. <laughs> yep. Damn Canadians All right. in the Let's cold, cold water. I know. 
right. Uh, IWI has announced their Arad, Arad, whatever. Sure. They're making an they're making an AR-15 that's piston driven. They got pics of like I don't know people. Thank goodness the world's getting another AR-15. It's not an AR-15. It's a piston driven derivative of an AR-15 that is not compatible because it's piston driven, right? You know what? Color me corrected. Color you what? Corrected. What? Oh, you like okay. it now? You're looking at it and you're like, no. oh, I got to get no. one of those things. I called an AR-15 and you had a little baby meltdown. Mm, not really. <laughs> Next. Not really. Yeah, it's like, an AR-15. It's it's an AR-15. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's-ish. Okay, the next one's way funnier, though. Uh, San Francisco has branded the NRA to be a domestic terrorist organization. (sighs) I'm pretty sure this this is like a a really good reason to uh, take a civil lawsuit to (laughs) to the council. Normally, when when someone brands your organization a terrorist organization. Terrorist group. Now, hold on. You said San Francisco, but you mean like the municipal city council for the city of San Francisco? Board of Supervisors. Board of Supervisors. NRA blasts the unanimous resolution by the city government as absurd and chilling. Wow, man. That's. Well, this is from, you know, the place that has the best shoe shopping in the world. So Mm -hmm. to say that San Francisco is a liberal cesspool. Is an understatement. Okay, you know what? Shoe shopping's not a bad thing. Just saying. However, what is the city government? It's just, they have yeah, whatever. They have Air, nothing to say. Uh, the resolution further calls on San Francisco to encourage all other jurisdictions to adopt similar positions. Right. Let's not go after crime or mental illness. No. Let's go after a dysfunctional gun group. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like these guys are all like piling on the NRA. They don't realize that the, like uh, the president is regardless of what they've done, regardless of all the pressure they've put on the NRA. The NRA is actually falling apart right now. That's true. None of their doing. The, they've been corrupt and stealing money for uh, for a while now, and uh, it's all kind of falling down like a deck of cards. All right, so we're gonna get sued now too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we said. I can't. It, we it, said. It, yeah. Okay. We didn't call them a terrorist organization. We called them thieves. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Let's get into some uh, new okay. gun stuff. Uh, Iron Guns is running a sale on PMAGs. They've got them for ten bucks US. I think that is the cheapest PMAG you're gonna get anywhere. Uh-huh. What was that? Thirteen bucks. Thirteen bucks Canadian. Yeah. That is yeah. uh that is very reasonable. Are, are they new or used? Because I bought them used police police hand ins or whatever for fifteen dollars Canadian from a, from a retailer. So these are new. Just take a okay. look. P mag. These have to be new. Iron Guns doesn't bring in genuine Magpul thirty rounder. Yeah, thirty round pin to five. Ten bucks US. Oh, That's cheap. <sighs> Anyways, just a P mag. Who cares? Uh, if you, I suppose, if you shoot service rifle or something like that, that would be fantastic because you need a whole bunch of mags for service rifle, and there you go, a bunch of five rounders. Uh, the next one I think is is more. This is, this is drama. This is interesting. This is yeah, lack of drama. Reverse it drama. Of, it's reverse well, drama. It goes back to some drama. So uh-huh. okay, so Marstar was removed from Canada Gun Nuts during the. T2 Garand situation. So they brought in some 
They brought in some Garands. They sold them on CGN. They weren't fit to be sold. There was some black backlash. They were kicked off of CGN. Uh, did I miss anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, the oh. owner was a total jerk on CGN almost all the time. And uh, Oh, the owner. Which owner? Green Tips or the owner, no, John from John, Mar- Marster? John from, John from Marster. Marster. Okay. Yes. Yep. It was so well, he was a well known CGN. for, like, uh, as far as I know, like great guy in person, but on online uh, jerk. And Okay. Uh, the other thing was, yeah, not only did they sell those things and they're unfit to be sold, they, they didn't want to give people warranty on them. And they're generally like pretty jerkish about the whole thing. That's okay. so CG and kicked them off. But that, right. Okay. But that's the owner. That's John. Correct. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Trevor. Now go ahead. No, no. So, so no, no, that's great. So that was the rest of the story that brings us up to speed. Then Marstar was purchased by a group of its employees. Mm-hmm. John is no longer part of the day-to-day operations, according to the spokesman for Marstar now, and they are back on CGN. Correct. Which I think that we we announced before that they got purchased by the the employees, but I think this is kind of like a step in the right direction. This is good. I I like the stuff that Marstar sells. I I think they bring like uh, like interesting products to the market, and uh, I'm really happy that they're uh, they're kind of turning this new leaf. Yeah, it looks like they so they come up with a new website. They're looking at providing better information and faster turnaround times for their customers. That'd be fantastic. And yeah, I like Marstar too. I like them. They they, they carry, carry stuff that other people don't carry. Yeah. 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 Some of the stuff that they yeah, definitely the the product that they weird ammunition. Really cool. Yep. Um, that section on there called John's Vault Bayonets, Swords, Guns, Collectibles, like mm-hmm. All kinds of cool stuff. Military first to bring in like the uh, the Narinko M14s. They they had they were bringing them in when they were like three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope it goes well from them. Yeah. Mm. A lot of positive comments about it. Yeah. So yeah. I hope they do well. I think a lot of people have the similar thoughts to us that you know they had that soft soft form and they'd like to see them do better and I think this is a step in mm-hmm. the right direction. Especially since it's employees, if it's employee driven, you know that they're going to actually make sure that customer service is there. And that's why WestJet is better than Air Canada. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the next one I have here is from Dominion Outdoors, and they've got the Thompson Center TCR22. Kelly, I'm looking for your opinion on this thing. I don't know where this sits in the grand scheme of all the 1022 clones and that kind of thing. Is this a good deal? How much is it? It is five ninety nine. Five ninety nine, free shipping. It comes in the OD green Magpul stock. It's got a machined integral pick rail, fiber optic yeah. peep. Um, slow down, Sun. slow your roll on the Magpul stock there, Sunshine. This doesn't have all of the features that the true oh. Magpul stock has. It, it doesn't have the a Magpul stock. It's not it the is Magpul, Magpul Hunter. But it doesn't have the Hunter. Yeah, it doesn't have the adjustable pieces. So right. Correct. So just keep that in mind when we say it has a Magpul stock. Listeners, don't get super excited. It's not the X twenty two Hunter with all the adjustability. Right. And oh. you're gonna have to switch out a bunch of things on this, anyways. So five ninety nine. I five ninety nine for a gun you're gonna tear apart tear anyway. Apart. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> all in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of a ten twenty two, that might not be a good deal. In the grand scheme of like, I took a fifteen hundred dollars shotgun, I took a grinder to it immediately out of like, I took it out of the bag and I start grinding the loading port. Of course, so it's, it's all yeah. it's all in perspective. Now, there is like 
there's some good features. I mean, it, yep. it's got a good stock right away. It's got a threaded yep. barrel right away. It's got a not a super heavy profile barrel, but not your traditional 1022 barrel. The coolest feature I see is it has a Picatinny rail integrated into the receiver. Yep. Mm-hmm. So one one of the first things you do when you get a 1022 is you take off the uh, receiver, the rail it came with. You get an EGW or something to that effect. Yep. Well, or you build the 1022 and you get the Delask or one of the other companies that's making a receiver that has the rail built into it, and you pay 350 just for that. Well, here you're paying 600 dollars, and it already has a built-in rail into the receiver. So you're you're 100 dollars ahead right off the bat because you're gonna you're gonna drop 100 dollars on a rail for your factory 1022 if you're gonna get a fancy rail. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a better uh, than a fancy rail because it's machined in. It'll never come loose. That's it. Yeah, there's there's some big pros there. It's got tech sites on it right out right out the box. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, it's worth six. You think it's worth six? I do. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm a little biased to Thompson Center. My first brand new rifle ever was a Thompson Center, and I've had it since 2010, and I love it. It's awesome. It yeah. I think this comes with Thompson red dot. Center. This comes with some it, some kind of red dot on it. Really. It doesn't yeah. say what, which is like. <laughs> it says it comes with a red slash green dot site. What does that well, mean, though? No. Well, no. even if it's Chinesium, it's 75 bucks. Wow, but worthless, really. 75 well, bucks, but worthless. The, yeah. The peep well, site's you know cool. It's, like it's, it's got a peep yeah. on, like right on the back of it, and that's that's interesting. Yeah, it's 600 bucks. Yeah. It's yep. a good deal if you, it comes with some extras. So it's a good deal if you actually don't want to do all the changes like a 1022. Yeah. But, yeah. I so. probably literally, like if I bought this and the stock fit okay, I mean, I can always build up the comb, whatever. I was just right? going to say, if you're using what it has on there right now, which is the um, optic, you're going to have to actually oh, build yeah. up the comb anyways. Because yeah. that's most, most people, yeah. So um, maybe the only thing I would do to this gun is put a trigger in it. That's it. Everything else yeah. looks fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Last one. Wand stalls. Wand stalls. Wand stalls, not wand stalls. Wand stalls. Has a savage of a sale. <laughs> it's a savage sale on yep. savage Sweet. rifles. And you know what's really cool? They actually have in here, if you look through them, you will find on the third page a vintage Model 99 for 400. Oh, it's gone. That didn't last long. It was there yesterday. Out of stock. Four fifty. Hmm. Dang. Oh well. Yep. It's and it looked to be in original condition. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a whole like you know how some people collect Volkswagen Beetles. That's they're they're and they're crazy about them. There mm-hmm. are people that are absolutely savage for Savage Mall ninety nine rifles. There's a whole fraternity yep. of people that just love the Savage Mall ninety nine. All the way back to when it was in 303 Savage, not British, black yes. powder cartridge. Yep. Yep. I oh. mean, it, 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 it's the 99 refers to the year it came out as an 1899. Very interesting. So, yep. Cool. All righty. All right. Why don't we head into the main topic? So for the main topic. Cool. Yeah. So for the main topic, um, you guys still want to talk about yes. what you would put into the best range ever in Canada? How do we want to break this up? Do you guys want to start talking about bays first? You want to start talking about like so, like the software or the arrangement of the range? The 
features. Yeah, we have some comments as well on our Facebook page. Do you want to start with those? Well, I'd love to, but I want to give me a second because right now I I dropped my my internet on my phone, which I mean... All right, so you look for that, Kelly. Adriel and I will discuss this list. So, Adriel, I haven't even looked at your list yet, but um, as as a range operator and as someone who's been to ranges uh, just about in every province in this country, I've been very fortunate to do a lot of traveling and uh, see a lot of different ranges. And I always take something back to my range that we can incorporate. I learn something new every time. Mm-hmm. And um, ideally, one of the most important things is to have your range established so that the property can be shared by multiple disciplines simultaneously. And by that, I mean, you don't have to shut down the pistol section to use the rifle range. You don't have to shut down the rifle range to use the pistol section. The layout is really important to having a successful range. And what I mean by that is um, if the members can utilize the range, utilize the real estate to its maximum capacity, and not have to wait on each other, then you have happier members. I know one of the problems that occurs at our range is the fact that it's a shared range. And even though we have a schedule, people show up and can't shoot, and you were there first, and that's too bad, so sad. People at my range get bent out of shape because they can't shoot. Well, get there before me. You know, that's always my answer. But ideally, if that never occurs, you're far better off. And for that not to occur, you need to have bays and ranges that can be used simultaneously. Right, Lots. and that's some of the comments that are being made on there our on our Facebook page. So, yeah. so why don't we get into specifics on the bays then? Because that that seems kind of interesting. Which what kind of bays do you get the most utility out of? Uh, well, I mean, a bay. When I think bay, I think um, something for a close range shooting sport, like um, you know, one of the practical shooting sports. Um, so you know, I mean, then there's rifle ranges. So, so which would you prefer to have? Would you like to have multiple twenty-five meter and then a couple, like a fifty, and then a hundred, or would you like to have uh, something that is static line where you have twenty-five, fifty, and one hundred, and then over here you have an action bay broken up? Well, broken all up your bay, sure. yeah, all your base, all your base should be, you should be able to go forward to the firing line without paperwork unless it's a dedicated rifle range. There's nothing, you know, if you have a, right. a range that's only 25 meters long, but just happens to have a covered firing point, that's great. But if I want to use that bay and no one's there, and me and uh, McClatchy want to run some drills um, in a dynamic fashion, practicing for a practical shooting sport, we should be able to go forward to the firing line. Absolutely. So in order, in order to do that, though, you would have to have it inspected and improved as an action shooting bay. There's nothing that says an action shooting bay can't also have a covered firing point on it. Just because that is a covered firing point doesn't necessarily mean it can only be a rifle range. Think outside the box. Do you have berms on three sides? Are they four meters high? Are they between 35 and 40 degrees? If you answered yes to all the above questions, guess what? It can be an action bay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yep. then you put a covered rifle, covered firing point, and you could also, you know, shoot whatever you want from the covered firing point. Right. Straight into the backstop. You want something that's multi-use, basically, is what it is. Well, I want a, I want some that are multi-use and some that are dedicated. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. like, having a 
the, you, you mentioned uh, Trevor having people show up when when you're kind of doing a match or something like that, or or you've you've started doing an activity so you, you can't give it up. It would be super nice if the best range ever, which I think is kind of like the topic we're talking about today, had a right. dedicated 100 meter bay that was just off to the side that just had like a few positions on it, four to six positions. Yep. You don't even That's, need it that yep. big. That would yeah, that would always uh, satiate able your, to operate. Yeah, always able to operate. That would satiate your guys who are sighting in a hunting rifle or guys who want to yep. sight something in. You've got yeah, we now meters. have that in Rustigush. We now have that in Rustigush since our 600 meter bay is approved. Uh, there's only uh, two bays that I could not use while that's being used. So when I start summer sun construction, I work at the back of the range so that those stages are built. And then somebody shows up, no matter where I am on the range, if they want to shoot a rifle, they can go 100 meters back off of that 600 meter backstop. It's approved. There's a firing line there and everything 100, 100 yards away. Mm-hmm. So, we're, yeah, but still they can play. Yeah. You know what else would anyway. be cool is a long <laughs> range with up to, let's say, 1,000 yards, 1,000 meters, whatever, since we're in Canada, 1,000 yeah. meters with yeah. a berm every 100 meters and spots for steel and spots for stapling up a paper target. Every hundred yep. meters up to a thousand. That'd be sweet. That would be Excellent. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, what else does a perfect range need? It needs to have multiple ranges that can operate simultaneously without interrupting or interfering with each other. That's mm-hmm. a given. No one trick ponies. Maybe like, uh, well, you can one trick pony your 100 because that's your, you know, if you want to show up. Dream. If, you sh- if you showed pipe, up. Pipe, pipe dream. Talking about the perfect range. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my my perfect range would have uh, dedicated only members drop in and use the one like this one one hundred meter thing, and that's all it's for is yep. any, any member use only. Uh, what do you mean member use only? Well, like members show up and use it. It's not for events or something like that. Because the advantage to doing that and is so that it's going to be all open could up. never yeah. be uh, yeah yeah, yeah. It never be booked. Yeah. It can yeah, never be booked. Right. And the advantage there is that people show up and they're like, oh, I didn't check the calendar because uh, I just expect this thing to be at my you know whim. Exactly. Uh, that would say, be oh awesome. sorry that all we've got open is the one hundred. Go shoot your rifle there, I guess. And uh, yeah. you know at least you've that would got be amazing. But you got a spot to shoot. Yeah. yeah, we're looking at building a 75 meter range that um, would be kind of parallel to the road. It's it's kind of perpendicular to my main rifle range. So if no matter like you know somebody shows up, that one would also always be available because hmm. it's perpendicular to the rest of the range, shooting in an opposite direction. Like our 22 bay, it doesn't matter where you are in the property, you're shooting away in another direction so it's never a problem mm-hmm. so we, do, we can't do 100 okay. but we can do 75 so we're kind of all exactly what you're thinking of adriel we're, we're currently trying to build like 75 but, would be fine yeah it definitely needs to be a perfect 100 i mean 100 is ideal right? but it doesn't need to be yeah perfect. yeah but it, i mean nobody's gonna say well screw that somebody's gonna i mean maybe but yeah yeah that's so good. yeah okay. yeah so that's a great idea adriel one bay at least 100 that is never booked and always just there go go use it yeah and you don't need many spots four to six would be fine because yeah, most exactly. people are going to spend all day on that they're going to spend it on the yeah. other stuff it's just for people who yep forgot to check the calendar <laughs> it's for fun it's it's you know what you might as well call it we'll name it f-u-d-d the it's the it's the hunting bay you want to like sight uh, in your rifle most most hunters will sight in for 100 there you go yep yeah. there you go yeah. yeah they do or sorry two inches high at 100 yeah 
There you go. Mm. You can do that. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, stick some steel on there so you can do a quick sight in too. <laughs> Not even staple up any paper. <laughs> right. Stick yep. a little four inch uh, steel target at the end of that 100 meter bay and uh, let people wail on that. Yep. Yep. It's perfect. You don't have to go and push anything up. You can just fire at it and for that one person that fires one shot, make sure that the rifle is sighted in. Off you go. Yep. You're done. I think they yep. like the mandatory after that. I was like, well, that'll kill a deer. That's the mandatory <laughs> statement you got to make. You have to say, if you don't say it, it actually won't kill a deer. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's part of the voodoo. Mm-hmm. Good right. enough to kill a deer. Yeah. Uh, would you have a dedicated rimfire or silhouette bay? I think that is a really good idea. Me, not personally, no. Um, I've been oh, yeah. to. Um, you kind of had, I thought, like rescue. She had that one sil- silhouette <laughs> area. Well, yeah. we call it the twenty-two bay, and we have a rack that we would take out for the twenty-two silhouettes and put back. We couldn't, we didn't leave it there. Well, we tried to leave it there, but then um, a bunch Nobody of correctional officers, no correctional officers, destroyed oh. it actually. But uh, yeah, those correctional officers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Sure. Again, Adriel, why not? If we have um, this is the ideal range, right? Exactly. So why not? And I've been to um, oh, what was that range we had the charity shoot at that year in Ontario before you guys, Kelly? Was it Sharon? Yeah, Galt. Galt. Galt Galt has a dedicated silhouette range. Hmm. Yes, they do. It's quite cool. They got all their little silhouettes um, in bunkers, and they're like welded. well, in Ontario, you have to have them shrouded, so that's why they have that there. Yeah, in a that's bunker. true. Yeah. And but the way they have them set up, they're like they're 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 um, they you know they're welded to a yeah. yeah you know I'm doing a real bad job for the can audio listeners. Reset, but can you reset from behind the line? No, 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 dude. You don't have to reset. They're welded on a pipe and they swing in a circle. That's a really I good like, idea. I like this. You can't steal them then either because they're no, all welded can't. on the stupid pipe. That's right. They're welded on the pipe. And then the mm. five of them are there, right? So you mm-hmm. got your five chickens, your five pigs, your five turkeys, your five rams, all at the proper distances, whatever it is, 25, 50, yep. 75, and 100. And yeah, they're uh, they're not going anywhere. And you can just stand there and plink on them all day long. Love it. Yeah, Love I it. do too. Mm-hmm. You never have to go down range. You have to reset, et cetera, and so on. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think that would that would get some good use. Yeah. Uh, would you have any other dedicated bays? Well, I mean, of course, I'd have dedicated action shooting bays. Ah, uh, you'd have action shooting bays, but like mm-hmm. they wouldn't be dead. Like they wouldn't be solely dedicated to action shooting. Any old day of the week, you could just pop in and use them, or not. You think sure. like setting up props and and having them all pre-configured, and you can't oh, use those what... except during a match. Mm, well, no, I mean, I've seen like AMA used to have a, a cowboy action shooting bay where they had like the saloon storefront built there permanently. Yeah. Oh, was yeah, that? I've seen that. Yeah. The, okay. the cowboy action ones where they, they have their permanent, like a building, basically, like an old yep. West building that they That's shoot right. of, right? Yeah. That's kind of neat. Yeah. The Ipsit guys would use it too. Right. Now, Rustigish already has something like that because you have. We don't Stavis. have anything like that. Oh, yeah, no, you're right, Kelly. Yeah. We do. Yeah, sorry, Kelly, you're right. We got what, the golden what did you maze. Say? Say yeah. it again. <laughs> Kelly, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Restigush being a uh, Ipsit club, we certainly have dedicated bays that are, I mean, it's hard to do anything around the house stage other than the house stage. The air stage, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh. Okay. A trap uh, section. Would you have? 
trap section. It'd be nice, of course, it'd yeah. be nice to have a trap section. Um, Miramichi has rifle range, pistol section, trap section, and sporting clays. And they yeah. can all operate simultaneously without any mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. There is the Grenville Club has that. They have an amazing skeet and trap section. Then they also have an action uh, bay that is independent as well as a rifle at the back. So it's kind of like what we're talking about right here. So it's it's a really good club as well. So you're right. Mm. You know, uh, since we're talking about shotguns, the other thing that I really like to see is a spot where you can pattern your shotgun. Because mm-hmm. some shotgun areas say like, oh, this area is templated for seven and a half and number eight only. But then where do I go to pattern my duck rounds that I want to try? Like, yeah, where, how big is my pattern even at it? 25 yards kind of a thing. So it'd be really nice to have a, an area for, uh, that's like that. I haven't seen that at many ranges. No. Yeah. Practical. And you know, if if it was provided, then you maybe wouldn't have members destroying things. Like we've had members shoot things up with shotguns. There's no shotguns, period, allowed at the range in Drumheller where we um, where we yeah. had the charity event. And I thought maybe it was imposed on them by the CFO, and they were like, "Nope, we had too many assholes with shotguns shooting and destroying club property, so we banned shotguns." Same like, thing. Oh. Same thing. Like you hear some clubs banning SKSs because it's like that people get an SKS, a cheap rifle, the cheap ammo, and they start shooting everything with it at the range. And all they the also stands a, get shredded and everything gets, starts yeah. getting destroyed. They also, and, and you know, it's like, okay, but I got an SKS. I'm not going to behave that way. Yeah. And this it's is like why I used indicator. to. It's like, it's like imagine, it is. imagine if Remember, you banned BMWs to, from, from an area because you're like, you know what? BMW owners, too, too high a prop. Yeah. Let's let's get rid of BMW owners. But I mean, this is why I used to I used to hate SKSs because I used to hate the people who shot them because the people who would shoot them were the ones who were doing the, these things. They're new. Are you they don't know range well. etiquette. Yeah. Sorry. Are you, totally... general, are you generalizing? Because I do know Absolutely. people. Yes, and it's wrong. Yeah. Yes, it is wrong because there's assholes everywhere. That's right, and they and there's assholes that shoot things without SKSs too. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Adriel's going. I have to edit this crap. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I wouldn't ban any firearm. I would try and track down the idiot doing the damage and ban yeah. him. Oh, I, would you allow steel core on your hanging club steel? Um, it all depends on if my hanging club steel is AR-500 or not, but probably not. Because even if it be. is. It's AR-500. Right. So yeah, why not? You know, I saw uh, Ian from Forgotten Weapons. Oh, no, it might have been in range. They just did recently did a test with 762.39 with mild steel core ammo, and they found it didn't penetrate or do anything on AR-500 any differently than the other stuff. Now, if you're shooting right. on steel and there's, like, dry grass underneath your targets, that's different because it'll spark. Like, the, the steel cores mm-hmm. will, uh, or bimetal yeah. jackets will spark a little bit more. But it doesn't damage the targets anymore. So if, if you're berm is dirt and you've got steel targets strictly speaking you could shoot them with steel core at a safe distance 100 100 yards and, and up kind of a thing right mm-hmm. i think a good range would have that kind of rule where it's like as long as it's out far go ahead hit it with the steel core stuff just don't use ap no nope. exactly yeah uh clubhouse yeah okay clubhouse like- like a clubhouse for members to hang out in, like with a boardroom or um, a kitchen well, for yeah. stuff like classroom. It needs, classroom it needs a really classroom, good. a nice big classroom. 
that yeah. people can rent out or actually just sign up for. It needs to have running water, both women's and men's, because men are yucky when they go to... What? At, At least, least women's? women's. No, I think men... We have a couple of comments on men wanting toilets as well. A uh, place where we can actually prepare coffee, different things like that. So a kitchenette, at least. The clubhouses that I've been to, so I've been to a lot of different ranges, and the clubhouses that have this are, like, my favorite. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, it just makes things so convenient. But, yeah, it's not a place to hang out, per se. It's a place that we can use. It's a place that you can have events at. You can have your AGM. You can have... Right, but I mean, Pipe Dream, I want a club host that also has a member's lounge. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the fireplace, cigars, and, and whiskey. <laughs> whiskey afterwards. Yeah. The yeah. the clubhouses that have like like just having a beer is so nice. Guns the guns are yep. put yeah. away. Having a beer would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what yeah. about uh, what about at the bays themselves? I think I, I've been reading the YouTube comments that have been coming through. One of them was uh, overhead cover. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> overhead yeah. cover from the sun is really to, nice. Yeah. I, you know, one thing I saw, and like for for the Alberta ranges, you'd think that we'd have these. I saw one that was like semi covered, like semi covered on all sides, like the front was somewhat covered up. There's pros and cons to that. Uh, pro, if it's a little bit covered up on the front, you can put a wood stove in there and you can heat it up. I would freaking love a wood stove. Some some days when it's like minus thirty, it's like I still want to go out and shoot. Yeah, but it's minus thirty. My hands are gonna we get good. cold and. We've got two. We got one. Both buildings. We can start a fire and shoot yeah. from inside the building. Out oh, yeah. the range. Oh, yeah. so and good. Mm-hmm. We we had that at the Brockville Club, and it was perfect. You, it warms up the clubhouse a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's perfect if it's minus twenty five, thirty degrees. You go in there, you mm-hmm. you light the fire, and you can still shoot. So you're absolutely right, especially in Alberta. Um, the ones with the three-sided, you're not able to do that, really. I like three-sided because you can get into different positions and you, you can do maple seed. You, can shoot, you can shoot prone if it's if it's three-sided and there's nothing yeah. else. Yeah. And it's yeah, exactly. a lot more configurable. You can pull all the stuff yeah. out to the sides and do something yeah. on the front there. You could do like a, 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 a shooting course or something like that very right. easily if you could move it out. But the, yeah. getting the, a wood stove in there and getting a crackling fire going, oh, oh, I'd love it so much. It's so cold here there in the winter. <laughs> roast marshmallows while you're at it. Yeah. Yeah. Power but. outlets is one thing that we just added uh, about a year ago or two years ago or something like that at Chas. And uh, whoo, love them. Love them. You forget I your have- cell phone charger or the, your cell phone dies because, like, we're in the middle of nowhere and there's no cell coverage. Uh, oh, man. The like, charge is so nice. Never mind that. Like, out at the um, Abbotsford Fishing Game Club, the facility is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And it has Wi-Fi. Oh. Like, you're on the range. <laughs> yeah, it's you're on the range. You could be streaming a podcast or live streaming to Facebook or <laughs> upload your video. Like... Wi-Fi right on the range. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you need a. I think you should have it at every single range. Well, and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, no. But I also um, cell phone coverage. I would love to have cell phone coverage at every range, just for purposes with respect to safety. That's it. Now, 
I'll, I have one thing that I, I prefer a range to have that kind of goes against that. I prefer a range that's in the middle of nowhere and has no neighbors. Because well, well, I like the that risks, too. that's what we have, but we still practically we have service on some spots of the range. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, that talks to how uh, in the middle of nowhere your range is, right? And that's a good thing because then you don't have neighbors that are uh, talking to the county and trying to you know uh, drum up some fake charges of oh this look at this full nine millimeter cartridge it hit my building and you know, it's coming yeah. from the range and that kind of stuff because that stuff Never happens. Happy. And uh, yeah, not where I am. Oh, it hap- It happens out here. That that yeah. that kind of those kind of shenanigans happen with people trying to shut down ranges, neighbors trying to shut them down. So I'd prefer a range that's in the, in the middle of nowhere where there are fewer neighbors to. Uh, well, to we're do talking. That kind of stuff. We're talking about yeah. the perfect range. There's no neighbors, and we get right. Wi-Fi, and we get cell service. Is it? Yeah, and it's and it's a short drive from town too. Yeah, five <laughs> minutes. Jeez, that's my range. Yeah. Mine's All right, let's let's better. concentrate on the uh, comments now from uh, you, okay. Facebook. Facebook. So we have a comment about le- uh, if we're doing night shoots to have it lit. It'd be great to be able to go out at night and shoot and still have the bays well lit and that have the permits yeah. to be able to do a night shoot. Right. Yeah, that, that would depend on on CFO jurisdiction. But let's say it was allowed. Yeah, man, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Cool. It would be a lot of comments on porta potties and, and outhouses being no, but they would like bathrooms. Uh, almost everybody has said that, and multiple ranges to shoot from. We covered that active members, so people who are actually active that aren't because what we do see is also we see 90% of the work being done by 10% of members. I Trevor's range is a little different, he has some really active members there, um, but. In a lot of ranges, there's not that many people. I have well, very, I mean, I have very few, but ones I have are incredibly very active, Thank God. Yeah. yeah. The other, the other thing to add on there would be just uh, having active members go out and vote. Because if you don't go out and vote and attend the meetings and that kind of thing, what ends up happening is that people who have nothing but time do that stuff. And sometimes that's not the right person that you want always voting on yep. stuff. You want people right. who want. Re- correct representation of the membership and not just the people who have time to go do this stuff because they may not have the the needs of the members in mind. One club that's recently done some work with respect to that is Sherwood Park. I wanted to give them a shout out because they've been making some changes at their range and uh, positive ranges. Yeah. uh, Changes. Sorry. Yeah. So Randy McDonald said events just wants different events at at the range. So Mm. You know, because if you have different things people will attend, there will be more increase in in shooting. It increases the engagement in the shooting sports too. Because if you just think about, um, if you think about, imagine if all we did, we didn't go to shooting sports or do any training or that kind of thing. All we did was go to the range and shoot our guns. Our personal engagement with shooting sports would be a lot less. Yep. Right. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Rance from uh, Winnipeg. Hey, Brian. Uh, He said year-round accessibility so those ranges that are a little further out, it's hard to get to them, especially if uh, they're in snow-covered areas. Uh, like, for example, Rustigush, it's hard to get there if you're not driving something that's 4x4 four four or what have you. And then no, no, also- the road is open. Is it? It's hard. Yeah, it's the road. You can get to the range. But then you got to snowshoe up to the gate, climb over the gate, and so on. Like, right. Yeah, getting in the woods is no problem. It's getting... And then when you're over the fence... Then what? <laughs> yeah. Now you got to walk to the building, and 
but we don't uh, look at a hundred dollars a year for membership. There's no money to keep it open. Oh, that's true. So uh, we don't keep it open because no one goes and no one goes because we don't keep it open. So it's a vicious cycle. But unless you want to start paying $300 a year for your membership, yeah. we can't afford ideal to keep range. that open. We're talking yeah, ideal yeah. range. Yeah. And uh, he's also mentioned parking that's close to the shooting base, too. Ooh, yeah. 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 Because I've been to some ranges where it's like a 30 minute trek. And that's or you're going to take a summer. bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> And uh, so um, somebody just mentioned have it outdoors. I actually like having dual indoor and also outdoor. Don't shoot a lot in the indoor because uh, I prefer outdoors. But indoor is nice when it is 30 below and you just want to do some pistol shooting or, or something. Or uh, sit down and do some super accurate um, yeah. sighting yeah. in of your rimfire or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the comments that are on facebook page uh, we got a couple cool. more on youtube uh fixed in place steel yep that's great at least one rifle or pistol bay that's accessible to handicapped visitors running water and electricity on site storage for both range owned equipment and also lockers for members think storage on site for personal steel and targets not firearms <laughs> <laughs> don't go there we're not going there. Interesting. Let's give it Storage yeah. for personally owned steel and targets. I don't think you need that if your club has got a good selection. And some of the clubs have paper targets that you can buy for like a buck that's like honor honor system where you just like yeah. put in your buck and you, t- you take a target. I like that too. As a range operator, I don't want to get involved in storing members property. No, I don't. Especially mm-hmm. if something gets broken into. Uh, that's it. And then who's uh, who's responsible for it? So, yeah, I yeah. would say like um, you definitely want good security because you want to make sure that uh, none of that stuff gets stolen or defaced or whatever. A good cameras, mm-hmm. yep. depending on your area. Yeah, we talked about uh, having like good um, good leadership, good leadership, good uh, good club owners as well. So if you've got uh, you know, the guy, the, whoever's running the IPSEC, like, is engaging and open to new users and that kind of thing. That'd be cool. Did I lose Trevor and you, or just the Trevor? Just, just Trevor. the Trevor. I'm still here. Hi. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I also think would be benefit at any range is if you do have the indoor shooting range, have a really good quality uh, air exchange system. Mm. Like, invest the money in it if you're going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah. You don't like black boogers at the end of the day. That sucks. Running, running water for coffee is fine. Yeah. Coffee, coffee yeah. for everybody. That's one that's here. Nice wood stove, openable, closable windows to shoot out of. Yeah. 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 That stuff's all fantastic. Yeah. Really good suggestions. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, we've all been to ranges that have had, you know, all of these different aspects. Um, none of them have all of it. I don't this know would be the perfect range. If if you found one that had all of this stuff, it would probably be too expensive. <laughs> when I am wondering, uh, not only not only inexpensive, there'd be a wait list. Yeah. yeah. So the Victoria, what's that like? Because they even have uh, like flower boxes with you know hundreds of dollars worth or thousands of dollars worth of flowers in it. So um, uh, you mean Abbotsford Fishing yeah. Game Club? Yeah, yeah they yeah. spent they spent forty thousand dollars on landscaping. Yeah. Probably looks so, gloss though. So yeah, I don't care if you have forty thousand dollars to spend on flower beds. You have more money than you obviously know what to do with. It's a gun club. It's not a country club. Like okay, devil's advocate though, when you make it all look no, nice, people are less likely to abuse it and tear it up. Treat it yeah. like crap. 
Yeah, if uh, it looks you know, really nice, they maybe they listen, won't f it up. There are no at the price they charge. There are no hobos hanging out there. Yeah, there's idiots <laughs> with money too, but trust me, the cost of membership there is going to eliminate the SKS trailer trash, destroy your shit with showcase oh ammo crowd. So, um, and plus, there's video surveillance everywhere. There's always there's a there's a, a, a groundskeeper that lives on the property. No. Stop it. There's no, oh, there's flowers here, so I'm not going to act like a dick. No, 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 no. It helps. It costs hundreds helps. and hundreds of dollars to be, to be a member there, and there's a wait list. So yeah. you're not going to, you know, put being a member there in jeopardy by, you know. What's, flowers aren't a deterrent. Stop it. Anyways, what's the, <laughs> I'm not going to argue about flowers because I don't, I don't care about flowers either. <laughs> you just wanted me to hit the button. That's yeah, I just, all I just you want. Yeah. I, I always got to argue about, like, even if it's, if it's something stupid, I still got to argue. Uh, what, what, what's the average price for a range around Canada? Like mine's 200 bucks a year. What's, what's the, what, what's a going rate these days? Depends. Yeah, the average man. I don't know if you can, you know. Geez, I don't, I don't know. know. Like mine's a hundred. What, what's the range? A hundred, two hundred. I I haven't forty five dollars. Like McClatchy's Club used to be forty five bucks. Okay, so in the Kingston area, I have cl- so two hundred and fifty, two hundred seventy five is about the average. There's also a club that's down the road that's five hundred dollars, but that's not expensive when we're talking about going to Toronto where there's a wait list and. Mm-hmm. Every so, like, so if I let, include clays too, because some of the clays clubs, like you pay like a really high fee, but then they've got a whole bunch of stuff on site that you can use. Okay, so my club doesn't have. You have to join a separate club to do that. Wow. So yeah, I wouldn't be in Ipswich if I lived in the Greater Toronto area. I couldn't afford to join an Ipswich club, and you can't get into the matches. So I would find something else to do. Renee says. So we have $150 on Vancouver Island. Renee is saying that. Andrew is saying at $600 in the GTA. Hmm. Yeah. I thought, yeah, so. So, like, realistically, 50 very low. Like, more typically, probably like 100 to 500, somewhere in there. Yeah. 100 to 400. Yeah. I'd say 300 is about probably the average. Yeah. 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 Especially around your cities. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you guys think we've got the best range yes. ever topic nailed let's move yeah. on all right listener feedback on youtube we've kind of been picking away at it i didn't really see anything that was outside of uh what we've been talking about here no not really so we can head into uh the regular listener feedback listener feedback is sponsored by armory dc gunsmith armory dc gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing he offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Also check him out on Facebook and Instagram, especially on the gram if you want to check out like cool pictures of guns that he's done. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to bring the Instagram back now that I'm working in the shop. So I've been taking before pictures of the last couple of jobs. There's another gunsmith on there doing that now, too. So everything's a contest. Yep, exactly. Uh, let's see here. We've uh, Our first one here. Hey, guys, I have to admit, I threw up a little uh, when someone made the suggestion that each ticket holder wax a part of Trevor's chest here. Oh, thank you. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I really think ticket sales will suffer if that's a requirement. I know I would pay good money not to have to do that. 
But <laughs> using a grid would be a good idea as long as you leave the hair pulling to a professional. You could sell tickets for each grid square, and when the time came, they get drawn from a bucket or something, and that grid is waxed off. The first grid where Trevor cries or rage quits or both wins some kind of prize. Uh, if you had good prizes, I bet you could easily sell out his chest. <laughs> if you really <laughs> want to go for it, do another one for the back. Maybe you can oh. even add in the legs and offer a magpul stock as a prize. That worked before. Anyways, just an idea. <laughs> That's from Spencer. Ah, uh, thank you, Spencer. Yeah. All good ideas. Yeah. So leave it to a professional. So that means it's leaving me out. Thanks a lot. I think we would have enough people who would who would want to do it that you could just I mean, offer Kelly, as an option. Like, do you want to pull it or do you want to have this other person pull it? Uh, I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure you're qualified to be a professional esthetician. A course that doesn't require grade 12 to get into. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to be. You, you just slammed me. That's great. Thank no, you. No, I'm saying so. you're overqualified. You said uh, that it doesn't require grade 12. Which means you're, you said you weren't qualified because you weren't a professional esthetician. I right. said, you didn't let me get to the point where I was saying you're overqualified. Trevor is also overqualified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But listen, if estheticians shot guns, they would be SKSs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. We're, uh, we're going there today. Trevor's hey, back on so the SKS. Trailer. <laughs> eight, eight bus here. Uh, anyways, if you want to email the show, uh, send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. But I think it's a really good idea, Spencer, to offer prizes. You're absolutely right. We'll get on that. But the prize... it, can't, it can't be for him rage quitting or crying because we, we want him to like last as long as possible. There can't be an out that early. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We want to sell out all the boxes. I don't think we're going to do boxes. I just think you know we're going to... One person is going to be the winner and uh, they'll get to... Pull Dude. the checkerboard. It'll, it'll all be checkerboarded, and there'll be one big ripcord on it. And you just you just got like you're starting a lawnmower, and yeah. that's, yeah, that's <laughs> instead of the strips, we'll use a bed sheet. <laughs> just, somebody will stand on my wrists, and someone else will stand on my ankles, and we'll grab the bed sheet, and just pull. It'll be like skinning I a deer. See, I can see Trevor laying on like a bed, and then people standing over top of him. <laughs> It'll be ugly. <laughs> ugly ear. Ugly ear. Yeah, it will be. Sweet. Well, again, if you want to uh, email us with some suggestions on how to uh, torture Trevor by pulling his hair out, uh, send them to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Or just torture. Or just torture, yeah. Uh, podcast app reviews. Uh, we don't have any of those, but if you'd like to, head on over to iTunes and give us a review there. Uh, and on to shoutouts. Trevor? Um, yeah, to the boys at the... Um hunt indoor range in Truro. I feel like we talked about this, my visit there before the show last week, but I don't know if we got into it on the show during what I did this week in guns. I think you did. I did. Okay. I mentioned how, um, the guy said there were some listeners there. So, um, I had some swag in the truck, some patches, some stickers. I brought them in and asked them to hand them out when those listeners of the show come back. So hopefully, um, you receive some swag, um, from slam fire, and uh, hopefully you're still listening. And if you are and you remember there, um, send us an email. Tell us, uh, you know, how you like the range and what goes on there, et cetera, and so on. Kelly? Yeah, I don't have any. All right. I got one to uh, Andrew from uh, the other uh, number two podcast uh, in <laughs> Canada. Uh, he got number one result in service rifle. So at least he's number one at something, right? But uh... Oh, there you go. 
<laughs> he did. A, he did a really good job, though. He, is this yeah. like the first time he won a match, and that's why everybody's you know it's it's on every it known NS, social media platform? I, uh, yeah, he did really really well. David did as uh, did really well as well. Yes, so, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I saw him up yeah. in, way up in there. Yeah, so uh, great shooting, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon supporters, we have a new Patreoni by the name Ooh. of Liam E. Liam. Liam. Uh, Liam is sponsoring us for three fifty-seven. Sweet. Nice. I got a three hundred three, three fifty-seven. Uh, you have a bonus episode coming. It's supposed to be the third Thursday of every month. We'll get one out on the third Thursday of September and get back on track. It's because summer is busy and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm we'll get back to on a it. Three gun meeting after this, and a ladies' day CCFR meeting after this, and <laughs> all sorts of stuff. We are all very busy, though. We are. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kelly's calling us from a hotel room, and Trevor, you're supposed to have a match. We're squeezed in. Yeah, we're squeezing in. Yeah, uh, probably be easier to squeeze in if we just ended this. Uh, finally, Good night. Uh, please join one of our national farms <laughs> associations, such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gunners of Canada and like us on Facebook. Good night. <laughs> so, if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now, go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over. Time to get a gun